my name is deepak sharma and i'm a professional speaker public speaking and communication coach and we are bringing to you professional speakers from all over the world to help you realize your potential and understand from their journey how they have reached where they are today today we have somebody who's very special to me i met this gentleman on my first day of joining nsa in february 2019 and he literally created fire in my belly he left an indelible impact on me friends is none other than dan thurman 2018-19 president of national speakers association dan is a hall of fame keynote speaker and author of off balance on purpose he has transformed fortune 500 teams leaders and individuals for last 25 years and traveled across 32 countries and six continents he has renowned for his ability to drive change he cultivates culture of ongoing improvement that find opportunity in uncertainty and dan philosophy can be summarized by the title of his book of balance on purpose life balance it's a concept that is intriguing it's desirable it's also completely unrealistic managing vast complexity and trying to take all of your objectives to higher levels cannot be accomplished by a company it can only be accomplished by you when we can create a team or an organization or community of individuals who are all committed to growth the possibilities become limitless Juggling is not about making great catches. It's about making perfect throws. The moment I look down to confirm I'm making great catches, it's done. This means for us in the midst of this crazy life where everyone around you seems to be directing you toward your hands, looking down at the drops and saying, "We need to fix that problem and this problem and solve this and that will never work." It's incumbent upon you as a leader to redirect that conversation. What is it we're really trying to achieve? That's what I mean when I say keep looking up. You have been preparing for your future all your life. What changes is the way you go off balance on purpose and engage that experience. It takes some courage. But trust me, it is so worth it. It was just so powerful. Amazing. I was choked up. probably one of the most inspiring keynote speakers I've ever been to at a conference. We learn by what we hear, we can understand what we see, but when we have an experience, we truly have an opportunity to change. Energy always flows through you. Your thoughts, your actions, your interactions with others. It's up to you to direct it, to lead it, to create the change. If you limit yourself what's comfortable you deny yourself what's possible and if you can show up with 
totality of who you are to any challenge, whether it's personal or professional. Think of how that changes the way that you can impact others. Welcome, Dan, to Converse with Deepak. Thank you, Deepak, my friend. It's so great to see you. And uh, you are also very special to me. And I remember that date that we met. Uh, it was really quite a, quite a day. Thank you so much, Dan. And I'm glad that you are here with me, and especially with audience who is looking forward to listening to you, listening to your experience, not only in US, not only in other countries, and especially back in my country, in India, where professional speaking is just in the nascent stages and people are in the learning process. Because as you know, PSAI has been inducted as part of Global Speakers Federation during your leadership in 2019 influence. It was a wonderful announcement and I'm so excited. I, I, I feel very grateful right now through your podcast to be connecting to so many new friends because the whole community of speakers around the world is just, we know each other, we understand each other. And Absolutely. our mission is the same to uplift other lives and to help people get better. Uh, and so it's nice to meet you all. Thank you. So before I get into the Q and A, <laughs> I would like to know a little bit about yourself, your journey in professional speaking. Yes, you mentioned 25 years in the business, actually even longer. I, I started my, my performance business when I was very young by learning some variety skills, specialty skills uh, with juggling and acrobatics and unicycling and, and became an entertainer, but also an entrepreneur. Wow. I paid my way through business school. I, I grew my business into an entertainment company. And then all the while I was really learning about how to think, manage my mindset, how to perform at higher levels. And these lessons are very universal, whether you relate it to a skill, a sport, a business, or a life. What works with excellence is very universal in concept. And so I began to apply what I was learning and what I was living through presentations, connecting with audiences, because I love to be with them and to entertain but now I also had a body of content and knowledge to help them actually learn and do and become so much more. So that journey has been profound uh, and it's been enormously speeded up by the National Speakers Association. I would say NSA cut my learning curve by a decade or more through the connections, the relationships, the experiences of learning and just understanding there are so many different ways to reach people and to teach people and to do this business that you really get to, I think, through professional speaking, uh, you get to embody the full essence of your uniqueness and offer it to the world in a way that's just so wonderfully altruistic and giving and helping and sharing and growing. Uh, I, I just love this profession and I love this community. Thank you so much, Dan sharing a little bit about your journey. I saw you doing some crazy things on the stage. And sometimes you feel nervous, but I never seen you as nervous. Especially when you are juggling with different situations. Uh, please share your thoughts, how you were able to integrate your skill, which is juggling or doing those crazy things or adventure with speaking business. 
So yeah, I, I, again, because of the physicality, I've always you know, learned to do things with my hands, learned to new, do new skills. And so juggling for me became an obsession in life, but it's also an incredible metaphor. And it would be easier for me to actually show you than to tell you about it, if that's okay. Because even though we're I in this virtual space. I would love to see space, that and I think our audience would love to see okay, to okay. demonstration how you integrate your skill with speaking. All right, got it. Um, I'll meet you over here. Sure. So Deepak, here we are in what we call the action room of the uh, Dan Thurman live stream studios here in Atlanta, Georgia. It's actually three different sets, five different cameras, and it gives us the opportunity to teach in the way that I love best. You mentioned I wrote the book Off Balance on Purpose, and the philosophy of that book is that balance is not the goal that you achieve ever. You never achieve the perfectly balanced life, but balancing is what you do in terms of how we make choices and adjustments throughout our life. But our lives this year especially have been rocked in so many ways because of shifts in the economy, the effects of COVID-19. And for the speaking business, the reality is there are no events. There's no one gathering to meet. But the uncertainty always brings a huge opportunity. It's really about how you position yourself on top of it. Watch closely. Oh, my God. Yeah, you should see it from here, Deepak. But watch close, and you'll see I'm not balanced. I'm balancing. Yes. I'm making constant adjustments and choices. And after all this effort, I'm still right where I started. Absolutely. When most people are facing uncertainty, they say, how do I project myself or protect myself on top of this wobbly foundation? Yes. And then others learn to take advantage of that and to go off balance on purpose, which is about directing that energy. I mentioned uh, juggling. So this is obviously a physical talent. The skills of acrobatics have been important to me all my life. I'm 52 years old right now, and I believe in longevity. I believe in a healthy lifestyle. I believe that when you embody full total health, not only do you feel great and you have a better quality of life, but you, pro you project authority and competence behind your message. I think it's very important that our lives are congruent with our messages. And so another one of my skills is you mentioned juggling. Yeah. Juggling is a phenomenal metaphor for life in terms of focus and execution. And the real keys are looking up and slowing down. Because when you look up, Deepak, you've got to have very clear, specific targets. Juggling is not about making great catches. It's about making perfect throws, Absolutely. right? So you need to know where those throws and targets are and execute. Same is true for our lives. If we know our mission, if we know our purpose, if we know our values and our clarity, or if we're trying to improve a specific project or skill, or if we're trying to uh, accomplish a goal, we need to know what it takes and then ask ourselves, are we doing it? Are we actually executing every single day with that discipline toward actually hitting those targets or, or doing those skills? But if you look down, you become overwhelmed wow. very, very quickly. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So focus is about looking up, but also about slowing down and not rushing, not doing it all at once. Because if you get everything up in the air at, the, at once, it all comes down at once Absolutely. and it can actually overwhelm you. It's about finding the moments between the throws and catches. 
what you were doing and what you're doing next and taking more control of that space and the opportunity to create your future. So this is just an example of some of my physicality to answer your question. Yeah. Uh, I'll go sit back down and we can talk some more. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, so much. A lovely demonstration of your skill and how you integrate with the message of off balance on purpose. Thank you. Yeah, just a taste. Yeah. I didn't want to give you a full keynote. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. But, but the beauty is, I mean, so many people right now are in that position of, of uncertainty. And so this year we've been really teaching and helping audiences understand not only how to, how to cope, but how to leverage this opportunity to make specific choices, to grow their lives, to grow their businesses, to empower their teams. You know, everyone's going through a lot of change right now. Mm -hmm. And so when you can take a, a very informed and aggressive approach to how you move through it, then you can really stand out by far. Thank you so much for this was fantastic, Dan. A related question to the same. I have seen a lot of speakers in National Speakers Association integrate their skill like you have done. I've seen many other speakers also integrating their skill, which is not speaking, which is something else, but with their speaking profession. And I'm sure back in India, there are a lot of people who knows how to play guitar, who knows how to sing, who knows a lot of other skills. Is it a good way to integrate their talent into speaking? Uh, yes, it can be a fantastic way. And the way to think about it, Deepak, is this. We, we teach and we learn through metaphors. Absolutely. We understand something we don't know because we can understand something we do know. And so we bridge those gaps in terms of what people feel like they, they have within them and what they actually can become. We do that through metaphor. And this has been... The, the story of the world is lifelong yes. teaching through stories and examples. So if you're a sports star, you're going to talk about your adventures and your accomplishments in sports. If you've built a very successful business, that becomes your representation of what excellence looks like. If you're a musician or a dancer or a juggler or a, a, a singer or, or a writer, uh, those disciplines are the way that you have engaged with the world and really defined your excellence and authority. And so by using those examples and demonstrating those examples, you can engage the audience, but also provide evidence that you know what you're talking about, but you can't leave it there. And this is the biggest mistake that most speakers make who try to do this is that they, they, they basically don't connect the dots. They don't close that experience and draw and tell the audience exactly why this matters to them. Absolutely. Right. And, and from the beginning of my speaking career, I made a decision, Deepak. I said, never is my entertainment value going to upstage my message because it's a teaching tool. It's an example. But if it becomes the, the primary focal point, uh, you have to almost remind the audience of why it's important. And that's really the, the experience and the credibility of a speaker, not a performer, but someone who can tell your audience what they need to think about, what they need to do, how they can become successful. So as long as you can still accomplish those things, then yes, use your skills. But um, there's a lot of skills that I have that I don't use. Absolutely. Because it would be just a little too much for the audience. Yes. And that it would upstage the message. 
Yes, I've I've seen you displaying a lot of skills on your videos. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys, if you want to see what Dan can do, please go through his YouTube channel and you can see a lot of things he's doing, crazy things. Oh, please do. Yes, uh, YouTube, yeah. TikTok, uh, you got it. I'm all yeah. over the place. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, one thing I've seen when you are on stage, you bring in a lot of energy and enthusiasm. And suddenly there is fire on the stage. How important for any speaker this energy and enthusiasm for his speaking journey. Oh, it's, it's, I think it's important that you bring energy, but that energy doesn't have to be excited and very frenzied. In other words, if you don't want to meet the audience at a, at a very high level of energy, specifically just because, you know, you want to be energetic. Yeah. You have to be real. And so you could only meet the audience where they are. If, if their energy is down here and you come up into their program here, yeah. there's going to be a huge gap and a huge Absolutely. disconnect. The goal is to meet them where they are. And you do that through credibility and by demonstrating that A, you care about them and B, you understand them and not trying to prove that you know their business, but trying to prove that you, you understand their lives and their challenges a little bit. And then you can take them on that journey. But it's more about intensity and authenticity. Absolutely. Someone can captivate an audience without any physical energy, but as long as they have the focus and the confidence within their, their words and their bodies, and that's the energy, like a laser beam that they're focusing out to the audience. So energy could take many different forms, but it's essential. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Now I'm coming to the most important question and this interview will be watched by many people back in my country in India. And uh, at Influence 2019, I was witnessed to induction of Professional Speakers Association of India where GSF president made announcement and you were president of NSA there. I remember very well and that was my first Influence 2019. I have learned so many things, but when president of GSF announced that this year we are inducting PSAI into ESF, I got goosebumps. Yeah. There's a reason behind it because for many years, when I became trainer, I always used to think and heard about NSA and always used to think why something like that is not existing in this huge country of 1.3 billion people. But some people got together and initiated this thing. And last year, finally, it is part of this global association. Now, my question is when the country is in nascent stage of creating formal setup, what steps current leadership and members should take to create a strong foundation for our generations to come? Wow, that's a very good question and a very profound question, Deepak. I think it's important as this industry in India is taking solid form that you look to examples, not only specifically about the speaking business or a speaker's association, and that's really the power of the Global, the global Speakers Federation and the GSS, is to help us learn from each other's experience. 
But there's no presumption that the speaking business or that opportunity in India is in any way new. It's always been there. Absolutely. So the question is, how do we harness what's probably already happening in India? It's not that we have to figure this out from the beginning, but organize it into a community. Um, and one of the ways as NSA president that I found imperative to, to do that is re, redefining or actually getting very clear on NSA's mission, NSA's vision, and NSA's values. And they have always been there. Every organization has a culture and has values, but we hadn't put specific language on them to the point where they could be reteachable and retellable. And I think it's very important from the beginning that you decide what the culture of the association looks like. The mission of NSA is to empower professional speakers to thrive and influence. Empower professional speakers to thrive and influence. Now, what that means is we're not speaking to, we're very different than Toastmasters. We love Toastmasters. Toastmasters is about learning the skill of speaking. NSA is about learning the profession of speaking and developing a community for those who are already engaged with that profession. Because we're colleagues, we're sharing in this journey and this mission. And we wanna thrive, we wanna build successful businesses, but we also want to influence because that's really the whole mission. And the vision of NSA is, is very profound. It's leveraging words to lift the world. Leveraging words to lift the world. That's what we do as speakers. And what, so again, that statement says a lot about the commitment to words. Words are our tools. We study language. We, we're very careful about what we say and how we say it, both to our audiences and to our, each other and to ourselves, right? So we use words with power, uh, with leverage, because the power of the spoken word when you have a chance to engage an audience is enormous. It's changed the course of cultures and civilizations Absolutely. and the course of our planet and our technology, the spoken word. So with that amazing leverage, what could we do as a community? Well, we can lift, we can lift the, not only other speakers, but because of the multiplying impact. Here's the key. If we all are agreeing that this is our value, this is our vision, then together, it's incalculable how much of a difference we can make in the world. And the world needs to be uplifted. It needs better ideas. It needs better conversations, better solutions, better you know, skills and abilities in every industry. And so I think the association should get very specific about that. Um, and the leadership of the association sh should take a good look at our values, but also defining yours. I heard you talking about these values first time, I think on the stage of NSA. And uh, I was blown off with the, how these values are written beautifully. I would like to share quickly NSA values for my audience. I know they can go on a uh, website sure. and look at it, but coming from yes. your experience, it will make a huge difference. Yeah, um, Stephanie, how quickly could we get there? Because I have a slide deck on this, I could actually jump up and show you real quick. Tell you what, we'll, we'll give Stephanie just a second. No problem. And, and I'll come back to that. Yeah. So what, what's your next question? Okay. Now, uh, oh, wait, Deepak, she's already there. Okay. So, so I'll take you over here. Okay. So now we're back in, uh, in our 
in our room. So this, again, I also interact with the screen. I have videos that I use and things like this. So there's five values, abundant generosity, abundant generosity. We give with great freedom and, and we do it a culture of giving and sharing of our expertise and experience. And in NSA, we call this the spirit of Cabot, which is about our founder, uh, Cabot Roberts. And so we practice generosity and recognize philanthropic achievements. So at NSA, it's, it's a little strange when you walk into NSA when everybody's giving you ideas and free, freely sharing. Absolutely. But we, again, believe that's important because of the mission and the vision to leverage the words and lift the world. So that's the first one. Second one is elevating excellence. We always want to recognize, celebrate, teach excellence in both the business and the art of speaking. And so we bring experts and diverse examples of industry leading excellence. And we are personally in our lives committed to improvement. We want to become more excellent. So that's why we challenge each other to, to get better. NSA is a place like going to the gym. You don't go there thinking you have this all figured out. You go this looking for examples of people who can push you further. Absolutely. Right, to elevate your excellence. Thirdly is intentional language, which goes back to the power of words. We use words with care, with precision. We honor the power of well-spoken words and the original voice. And what this means at NSA is we, we will never uh, steal each other's material. Absolutely. Because if you create, even though we all teach similar concepts or universal principles about life and business, if you have a specific way of, of sharing that, teaching that, your story, we honor that original voice and the intentional language that each of us bring to this profession. And we communicate with each other with care and respect. Uplifting humanity goes back to that lifting the world piece. We foster positive change for people and organizations, enabling audience members to get better. And we practice inclusion and learn from diverse viewpoints so that everyone feels uplifted. Uh, and then honorable innovation is the fifth value. NSA has a very rich legacy and culture. And with any organization, the, the, the real primary culture comes from the people who founded it or the people who lead that organization. Absolutely. But it's precarious. It is precarious. It could be destroyed because of uh, a whim of the moment or a specific person or a specific issue or a public event or any number of things if we're not careful to honor our past. So we honor our history, the legacy, and the contributions of those who preceded us. And we always will be honorable but we recognize the evolution required to remain relevant and accomplish our mission. And so we act with courage and with integrity and ethics as leaders so that our actions will also be honorable into the future. So yeah, again, thank you for your comment about the language and the way it's written. It, it was not just me, it was not just the board, it was not just our team. We surveyed the members of NSA to get their input and then to craft something that really, I hope, will, will stand the test of time and help guide future decisions. Thank you, uh, Dan, so much. Why I say this thing, because for the last 15 years, I've been training uh, corporates, uh, helping them basically on their values, not only setting up their values, but also uh, percolating those values down the line with from leadership to the floor level people 
and i have never seen such beautifully written values of any organization <laughs> i have seen Thank you. Uh, one word two words three words and a lot of values and i always feel that i always ask these people why your values are hanging on the wall why i cannot see it uh, in the behaviors of people when i come to your organization but when i come to came to nsa when i see you or when i see any nsa member or go to houston chapter member i see every single member walking talking uh, demonstration of these five values and i i'm i'm really awed by this experience because when i talk about abundance generosity i could relate how i was taken care of what kind of generosity people have shown towards me as a new member of nsa as a new inductee from different country i felt that i have come to my new family and which is uh, well you have yeah. you have you you've always been a part of our family and now you just come to the reunion <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful Okay. And, and this year we got to really expand that community through virtual. And by the way, I, I can't let what you just said to me go uh, unrecognized. Deepak, you honored me with those words, the values, the mission, the vision, all that language. That's to me, that's the most meaningful achievement and accomplishment uh, of, of my presidential service of my NSA board service and of the board of directors. I think, you know, it really meant a lot to me that we got that done and did it well. Um, so thank you very much and i i see everyone displaying these values not only on stage but also off stage because uh, i always taught people the leaders are the, le the real leaders are one who display these values off stage and on stage both and we learn from leaders uh, at both the places more off stage <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, my next question to you is uh, stories. I've seen stories are heart of any speaker's journey. Yep. And some of them have signature stories. I'm sure you also had some signature stories. What is your advice uh, for people? How they do, how they should work on their art of storytelling? The quickest, simplest advice I could give to you is it came to me from a, a gentleman who was an expert story writer and storyteller named Brian McDonald. I chaired an, an event in Las Vegas for NSA, and it was all about performance. But he is, this gentleman is not necessarily a speaker. He's a writer, and he works with people like Pixar oh. in terms of how they develop stories. And, and, and so I was a very, very uh, high-level authority on the subject. And what he said to our audience is, every story is the same story. It follows a specific format. And once you understand that format in your mind, you can tell any story, even for the first time, with a degree of confidence and clarity without rambling on and on and on. And so I know you're thinking now, what's the format? <laughs> you know, and, and no, so- I and don't I, understand uh, because I have been teaching storytelling uh, to people. Yeah, and, so, uh, so basically, uh, once upon a time, right? Once upon a time is the first level. Every story begins there, not necessarily with those words, but just some inciting action that tells us there are some not inciting action, but some establishing framework that helps us know that a story is happening. You know, when I was a kid, when I was 12 years old, back in Chicago one day or whatever it is, some words that cue the audience, we're in story mode. Once upon a time, 
and every day, okay? That's the second level of any story. You have to establish the way things are, the way things were, that kind of baseline level of activity. And every day is the third one. And every day things used to be this way. This is how everything proceeded and went along until the day. That's the inciting action. Until the day is something happened in my life or something happened in my relationship or in that moment or at my job or on stage or, you know, whatever it could be or with my children. And, and because of that is the next step. So okay, once upon a time and every day until the day. And because of that, now, because of that inciting action, there was some development. The story went to a different place, went to a different level. And then because of that, so it continues to build and it continues, uh, you know, could go through those multiple levels um, until finally, right? And then there's finally some kind of a resolution of all that action and develop, something happens, something funny happens, something interesting happens, something profound happens, your, your life is changed forever, right? Whatever it could be, um, something unexpected happens. And then ever since that day is the last step, which is how the world has changed, how your perspective has changed, how your business has changed as a result of this experience. So study other storytellers, but also understand that formula. Okay, once upon a time and every day until the day and because of that and because of that until finally and ever since that day, life is different. Life is better. Life is wonderful. Or I have a new humility. <laughs> I have a new sense of uh, you know, awareness and realness or I, I, I knew I made a mistake, right? Whatever it could be. Uh, life changes. Life is different. Um, storytelling it's an art form and, and it's a beautiful art form. It goes back to intentional language. Absolutely. The, the other thing I would say is script your story, work on the word count, get it as short as possible. Don't feel like you have to expand it. I have found that um, one of the best experiences speaking to big audiences is when I have a story to tell, but I realize looking at the counter clock, I, I don't have enough time. And I know that I have to tell a six minute story in four minutes or three minutes. And somehow I just allow my mind to do that. I edit myself on the fly, following the progression of the story model. And then what happens is the story is actually more powerful. It, if you can not waste people's time, if you can give them the value and the impact and the fullness of a journey or a story and do it quickly, it will really serve you well. I think this is one of the shortest and crisp storytelling workshop I have ever attended just now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you for such a wonderful uh, thought. Many trainers, coaches, and uh, I would say uh, members of Toastmasters who are now want to elevate themselves towards professional speaking. Okay, like I have done for myself. Similarly, there are many people. So four to five things that every speaker before they start their journey or as soon as they jump into this journey, they should necessarily do without which this journey cannot start. It may be okay. two or three things. I'm just saying four to five things. It may be whatever count, but. Well, I'm gonna give you, instead of giving you a, a list of steps, I wanna give you some things to think about, okay? And if we've got just a few minutes, I can do this and, and show you our third space as well. 
All right. So this Deepak, this is the classroom and this is where we teach ideas about uh, uncertainty and how do we can move through and get resilience, resourcefulness, renewal. I, I use this board and these cameras to really kind of connect with my audience and to break down concepts. So that's why we're here. But also I want to show you um, a couple things. So uh, I'm loading a blank board. And if we were to look at this concept of um, a speaker, you know, it, most people think about speaking as there's content, either you're a high content speaker and you have a lot of value in your words, your experience, your credibility, your, your system, your process, your plan, or you're an entertainment speaker and you bring a great experience, yes. more engagement with the audience, some special skills, whatever it may be. And if I just put this out there, all of you are starting to think, oh, where would I put myself on that line? Do my content, to my entertainment, where am I? And I wanna tell you guys, this is, I'm gonna just change colors because this is important. <laughs> all right, every bit of this is absolutely false. That's not how this works. Because speaking is not, content and entertainment are not mutually exclusive. So what you need to be thinking about in your business from the beginning is your content and really what it is, Deepak, it's relevant content. Absolutely. It's not what you know. It's what your audience should care about what you know. You know, I don't care about your story. It might be interesting, but unless it applies to me and my story and my life and my journey, then it's really not a value to me. But, and so that's the importance, especially at this moment is how is your message relevant? How are you solving people's problems? So really be thinking about what you bring in that area. And then this entertainment is not necessarily entertainment, but it's engagement. It's the experience that you bring as a speaker, either live and in person or virtually now it is a different kind of experience. And so you know how this goes. You might have a, a box or quadrants with people who come in from a very high level of expertise where they be, have a profound career or have written books or have this level of expertise. And then they want to say, how do I get more, uh, more content or more entertainment value into my experience? Others like me come from here where it's like, I started in entertainment, learning some business concepts. And I was like, how do I deepen that content and come up into this place because experts and people who get big dollars in this business are those who can do both. They can really bring meaningful ideas that solve problems and help people's lives, but they do it in a way that makes it entertaining and engaging and fun to watch. And also if you're just here, like maybe you're saying, well, I don't have a lot of entertainment ability and I don't have a lot of content. I just know I need to do this. I just know I need to be in this business because this is the life that I want to live. I want to help people. Great. You can do this whole journey understanding that you need to build both your relevant content, your, your, your own personal metaphors and teachings, your models, your words, and your ability to engage an audience. And you have to do that simultaneously and think about what this connection is, the, the both of them together because that is truly the, the, the value of NSA. Absolutely. We teach both the art and the business of speaking. And we help people grow up to this, uh, this level. So that's my plan. That's what I would say. And I'd say get involved in your community. 
get involved with people you can learn from and grow with uh, along the way and along every step of the journey because you know we're never done we never reach the full potential of our business it's always that just like the juggling pattern it's that infinite loop of learning we can always continue to grow so just keep looking upward does that answer your question yes absolutely fantastic answer to my question i think a lot of uh, depth in every answer you have given us today uh, i have one more uh, addition to that deepak and that is this as a speaker you have to you have to have that feedback of how you're actually doing. We feel good when we speak in front of an audience, things go well, people clap, right? They pay us, whatever it is, and you feel like the hero, like you did perfectly, but you didn't. You did not do perfectly. You just, you got through the engagement yeah. and you were better than your audience. That's why they clapped. <laughs> so, so what you need to do instead is you need to watch yourself over and over again, as painful as it is, watch your video. And if you really want a, uh, a shocker, transcribe your speech and read it, read your words. And then you'll notice how inefficient you might've been with your language, how maybe you took way too long to develop an idea or repeated yourself three times or just made no sense at all. <laughs> you know? so, but when we really can, can view uh, the work that we do, both on video um, and in virtual situations like this one, go back, watch it, learn from it, get better. Don't just assume you're already as good as you need to be because you're not. Yes, absolutely not. Because life is a work in progress. My mentor, uh, Mark Brown, always says that what gets recorded gets rewarded. That's <laughs> a good one. Yep. Yeah. So he yep. always uh, tells me that it's important to record everything you do and then watch yourself before others also watch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. I have heard you talking about why balance is a wrong goal. Yeah. Balance is the wrong goal. Like I was showing with the, um, the handstand earlier, because we're balancing. We're not the idea. The goal should be to become a better balancer to get better at making the right choices. But um, I wrote that book because my audiences and clients were trying to talk about balance, but they were not doing a very good job. They, they couldn't really help their teams because all they could say is, we want to achieve balance. Um, going off balance on purpose means you're recognizing that you must be off balance in order to learn in order to grow, in order to move through life, or to love people, or to serve people, or to grow, or to build a business. You have to be invested in what matters to you at that moment. And it's also an intentional gesture. You're saying, am I bringing that decision to that, that framework? Is it on purpose? Or are you just reacting to everything and trying to deal with life as it comes to you? Even when our lives seem to be totally chaotic, and the world has changed so abruptly as it has for so many in 2020, you can say, I'm bringing a sense of purpose, intentionality. I will make this my choice. I'm going to get better as a result of this happening. And that's really what you're seeing here with our response to this video studio. Yeah. I said, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I do know I can do something now. So as on the other side of that, I'm going to have a whole new capability. I'm going to be able to speak to audiences all over the world, you know, because you mentioned 
I've been in 32 countries and I'd love to come to India live. Yeah. Maybe that won't happen this year, but I could definitely get there virtually. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. so it's like, I, I, this, this capability is amazing with me and my team that enables us to bring the message and teaching to, to many different people. Have so you that's about an example. It? Have you ever thought about it before COVID about creating this? You know what? I did think about it and I thought, I, I don't want to do that because I identified myself as a performer yeah. and I loved being on stage in front of an audience in a, live, in a live environment. And I prided myself on being able to do that very, very well. It's really been the journey of my life. Mm -hmm. And so, but the, and so I said, I don't want to do a webinar. I'm not interested in going online because I didn't have this concept in mind. I didn't have the, the idea of it. You know, you could actually connect with an audience in, in a very different, powerful way over a screen like this one. But when there were no audiences left, when there was no, uh, no meetings and, and no stages, then you just have to say, well, maybe virtual is not a less than version of, of live, but it, virtual can be actually more effective, more personal, more efficient in certain ways. And so we leaned into it. We went off balance on purpose yeah. and created this space. And now I know I'll be doing this probably for the rest of my life. I know. <laughs> but I'll still be, I'll still be traveling. Yeah. But, but now I have both options. Now you have options, the places you can't travel, you can, yes. studio, you can directly do it, you know, because the world exactly. is too small. World has become small and uh, that's what uh, COVID has done to us. So Dan, uh, in the end, now there's a lot of audience, as I said, from all over the world will be watching this video. If somebody has to connect with you and invite you to their live session, maybe next year, uh, or yeah. they have to uh, request you to do something virtually for you, how should they connect with you? Okay, great. The, be the best way to connect with me is at my website, which is danthurman.com. Maybe you could put that in the notes. Sure. Uh, www.danthurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N, O-N with an O, dot com. And, uh, and then basically, yep, that's a picture of my website right there. That's what it looks like. You can see I've made my virtual page my homepage because right now that's the business that we're in. Yeah, I've seen that. Right? But the other thing about that is, yeah, there's a check availability button. But if you could also show, go, to the, um, to go to the weekly coaching videos, the, the coaching series. So if you go to Dan's blog or the coaching series, every single week, Deepak, I do a video from wherever I am in the world. This one was from Sarasota, where I was with some circus friends of mine. Uh, and each video is two and a half minutes in length. These are just my gift to the world, my chance to produce something meaningful and write something meaningful every single week. And it's absolutely free. So I would say if you really want to follow me and get to know me, Go out to that website there and sign up for the newsletter. And uh, I think you'll really benefit from staying connected. And you can always reply to those emails or go out to the website and hit that info button. And we will be very, very responsive uh, to, what you, to what you're asking. Thank you. And I follow these videos on Facebook. I wait for these videos every week. Yeah. And <laughs> Me too. I can't wait to hear what I'm going to say. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and uh, I love the way you are doing it in nature and sometimes I know during COVID you are doing it in your back lawns. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and at the circus and maybe I can do one in India. That'd be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. And you look forward to this kind of locations that you shoot these videos. 
and sure. wonderful those small messages are really wonderful especially the last video when you went with your son for that crazy thing that you're doing <laughs> <laughs> that's right that one's about who's in your inner circle yeah so who, are the, who are the people closest in your life yeah so thank so, you Dan so much for coming to converse with Deepak this is my pleasure uh, to invite you and have you at such a short notice thank you so much uh, my day is made I think I'm sure audience are going to love this conversation me too I can't wait and it's uh, I look forward to seeing you again my friend absolutely very soon thank you peace Thank you, my friends, for listening to this podcast on your story, your glory with our special guest, Dan Thurman. I'm sure you must be taking back home many learning from Dan. Keep listening to us every week. Do subscribe to this podcast. Share with your friends, anybody who wants to speak and build business in speaking. This is the podcast for you to grow. See you soon next week with our new guest. Till then, take care. Have a nice time. Bye-bye.